0: This episode is brought to you in part by Healing the Source. Offering distance Reiki healing sessions and group distance healing sessions select Sunday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Zoom. For more information and to book your appointment, visit HealingTheSource.online. That's HealingTheSource.online.
1: You are listening to The Lighter Side Show audio podcast with Jamie Butler, The Everyday Medium, produced by The Lighter Side Network. Visit and subscribe to thelightersidenetwork.com for hundreds of video episodes exploring wholeness living, energy work, trans-channeling, and more. The Lighter Side Network, where the everyday meets the extraordinary.
2: Hey Lumineers, welcome to The Lighter Side Show podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Butler, The Everyday Medium, and today we're gonna talk about self-care. When do you push that button and say, sorry, boss, can't come to work. Sorry, mom. Sorry, kids. Can't do that. Putting myself first. We're constantly being put in situations where we're being challenged to persevere and put our head down and ignore how we're feeling. So I have brought in some experts. Please meet Jesse Granger. Hey, everybody. everybody. We have Colleen Ziegler here, who is the host of the new podcast, Heal Yeah. Hey, everyone. I love that name. Okay. I have gathered these guys here. They have no idea why they're sitting here. So they're very much um, put on the spot, you know. But we are experts. You are experts. Mm -hmm. And I really, uh, Colleen, you have taught me quite a bit about saying no and how to stay at home and how to rest and actually nurture myself when I'm not feeling good physically or mentally. Like we had just sat down to do this podcast, Lumineers, and we had a different topic. And it wasn't really planned and Colleen just calls it. She's like, you know what? Our energy's not really in it. It's kind of like a, a, a dud balloon is floating just above the floor kind of dancing, but it doesn't have enough energy to make it float. And why would we want to produce something that doesn't have enough energy to stand on its own? And how wonderful it is that she had the strength to say, guys, own up to this. It's not working, stop forcing. I admire that so much. I just hired a new person for, well, Corey and I hired Natsumi for the Center for Love and Light, and I adore her. And she's having her first sick day. And a knock on the door here at the network, and it's her. Hi, Natsumi. I know she's listening to this. Natsumi I love shout you, out. Natsumi. <laughs> and she's here. And I looked at her like a ghost. What are you doing here? I thought you were staying at home and taking care of yourself, but so dedicated so, what is inside of us that makes us so dedicated that we look over the the need to to heal and take care of ourselves? Like, what's the big bad thing that's going to happen?
0: I, I think it's all a fear of losing time. I would say. It's a fear of like you're not using your time wisely. I know that that's what it is for me because I, I speaking from a kind of a a position of a privilege in the fact that I am a fairly healthy person I don't get sick I come from a family of people who do not get sick Um, that was never something that I was I kind of it it was never taught to me like how do you take care of yourself not just because you you only took care of yourself if you were unwell and
2: like physically unwell like
0: physically unwell
2: but if you were mentally unwell, like if you were having one of those funk days,
0: that doesn't exist in my family. Or, really, you know, it doesn't. I don't think exist. that exists in a
2: lot of people's yeah. realms.
0: It, um, if they're
1: having a funk day,
0: yeah. And I mean, I think I think there is something kind of to that. I mean, my father is a little bit more. It, my father is actually very open to kind of like getting in touch with his feelings, but certainly for my mother, and I think, and I do, I will say, I do think that this is useful many times. Is she? Re- she's very quick to not acknowledge. Like the kind of bad thoughts, like stinky thoughts. Uh, uh, Julia Spinola, Doctor Julia Spinola, calls it stinky thinking, where <laughs> it's you know I you <laughs> you don't dwell on the negativity or like the bad things that are happening in your life. You just push through them. So I kind of bringing it back. I just never really learned like kind of proper mental self care or uh, like just like kind of physical self care, like you know, just really kind of luxuriating and taking your time and telling yourself it's okay to take a little extra time for yourself really until I think I got into this job.
1: Wow. Wow, I was right.
0: (laughs) That was a lot, I know.
1: (laughs) No, but I mean, I will say I can remember when I kind of had a turning point in my own self-care and it was when I was at a job when I was working with a lot of people who, who put themselves first. And I don't mean selfishly, I mean Self-care. And I was introduced to the same thing. And I probably was around Jesse's age at the time. And it was a huge transformational experience for me Just to go, oh, you know what, I'm hungry now. I'm going to lunch.
2: <laughs> it- Eye-opening.
1: It is. I mean, I know that sounds so simple, but like, I'm hungry. I'm going to lunch. Oh, I'm really, you know, I could use that afternoon latte. I'm going to go drive up and get myself one, you know, instead of just constantly putting things on the back burner of, of not putting yourself first. I know those are very simple things, but think about it. I know there's people listening who get hungry and don't feed themselves right away. Well, I think all
2: three of us are probably doing that right now. It's Yeah, we're all time. starving. we're gonna produce this and then go eat well well,
0: and colleen i think just kind of add on top of that i think people do do it but they they don't do it kind of preemptively that it's it's no pun intended a gut response Mm -hmm. they they get to the point where they actually cannot focus and they just start feeding themselves coffee and then because of that we develop this relationship that's like kind of just it's almost subconscious of With things that we need to do, and we're we're just kind of in a constant state of survival mode. Mm, So instead, yeah, instead of being like, I know I'm going to be hungry um, at this time of day, and I acknowledge that, and I'm going to feed myself, or you know, I really often need that like little like break to have a little cup of coffee. It just becomes this like kind of rush to like get through that and get back to the state of crisis or anxiety that you were operating in beforehand. And I think what you're kind of saying is when you develop a kind of a sense and ritual around self-care, it can be the very the most like kind of small things. Like life slows down in a lot of ways and you really, you're able to live in the moment.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You're talking about advanced self-care? Like thinking, being, okay, being I conscious, know I'm going to be hungry. conscious yeah. as Prep your day it, goes on. Up.
1: Living in the now. Right? Living in the now. That's, that was what we were talking about before this podcast got started, right? Mm-hmm. Living in the now and when, when we do that, it's easier to put ourselves first because that afternoon cup of coffee becomes more of a treat for yourself rather than just medicating trying to stay awake mm-hmm.
2: right i had a recent bout of food poisoning i think honestly it's my first real food poisoning of my entire life it sounded life. real it was <laughs> very horrible and i was taking a lot of pride about staying in the moment mm. i freak out when i get um, nauseous mm-hmm. i don't like Vomiting. Sorry, guys. I'm just going to say the word.
0: <laughs> Who does it? <laughs>
2: High ratings I really here. love vomiting. High ratings. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, I gagged once when I was little and I couldn't breathe while mm. it was happening, and I got very, so psychologically, very scared. Yeah. So I hear you. when I get nauseous, I shut that down, and I will prefer to stay nauseous for days rather than just vomit once and get over it. Mm. I'm that person, and um, I'm by myself. And I was like, you know what? Here we go. We're going to breathe, and you're going to stay really present and I was able to manage it. Of course, I couldn't get off the floor, and I stayed on the floor for quite a while, (laughs) like five hours. But when my hotel mate, Laura Boone, showed up, she saw me on the floor, and she was like, oh my God, what is happening? I was like, I'm fine. And I proceeded to tell her that I knew that I was okay, because I was still funny in my head, and that when I had my humor, that it means that I had passed it and I was fine. And I proceeded to tell her jokes about the grout and everything that I'd been staring at for four hours and trying to just focus on breathing. And she was I like, can laugh about it now. I can. would have not laughed about it then. She was like, you are not funny. You're delirious. So why couldn't I recognize that I needed help? I had done the thing where I stayed in the moment. I breathed through it. I made sure I was conscious. Like I did all those things that I, I thought I knew to do, but apparently I was so far out of it. I couldn't even tell myself how bad it was. Mm. Like we had to get medical attention <laughs> that's how bad it was. And, um, yeah, Laura texted me a
1: picture, really no description. <laughs> and it's Jamie in bed with an IV. This is why you're in. She choose. told me to At smile At the Tucson too. Gem Show, you did smile, and the nurse yeah, she has
0: this ridiculous. The grin nurse was on her smiling face. too, and so
1: I get this text, and then I'm like, "Oh, Jamie's in bed with an IV. She's supposed to be buying gems."
0: Mm. It really was Instagram ready. I don't know why you didn't post it.
1: I wasn't gonna post that. I would never do that. But you know, the next day you're hiking, so the IV mm. worked, or it, you fooled yourself into thinking that you felt better
2: which yeah that is also medicine <laughs> was great for 24 hours i just needed it every day and i didn't do that but anyways what's what was it inside of me that trained myself to persevere instead of saying you know don't bring me to the hospital now yeah. help me
0: oh well i mean if we uh go to the uh, enneagram uh, which, uh, uh, speaking of Laura Boone, if you head over to the lighter side network.com and subscribe, she has an entire uh, slew of shows based on this wonderful kind of personality uh, diagram of each person. Uh, Jamie is a two, which there is also an episode on that where Jamie is a guest. And I, as a Enneagram aficionado myself, yes. I can tell you that Twos live for other people. Twos are the big empaths of the Enneagram. I mean, every every number can be an empath, uh, but twos certainly exhibit that in a very kind of fundamental way where you, even when you are sick, you are thinking about how does my sickness affect other people in this moment? Yep. And instead of saying, you yep. know, I really need to take care of myself. That should be my top priority right now. Your top priority becomes how do I make sure that everybody else doesn't oh my god uh, is not affected by my own sickness
2: to me that feels so broken and that is exactly what i did hardcore
0: well i mean everybody's broken in some way i suppose but that <laughs> <laughs> <Jesse. laughs> <Not> me but <laughs>
1: this is possibly... so i'm i'm curious jesse mm-hmm. in jamie's position what would you have done
0: oh uh, i i think i've got a lot of two in me i probably would have done the same thing
1: i think i would have done the same yeah. thing too
0: yeah
1: and i'm not a two but I think that says something about Okay, but out us. of everybody
0: out of, in, at this table, who do you think would do it the least?
1: You, Jesse.
0: Really? Oh, I was going to say Colleen.
1: What, for me? No, I would never be like taking me to the hospital ever. I would be so thinking about like, oh my gosh, I'm at this show. I don't want to ruin everybody else's time.
2: I'm just going to crawl into my hole and be with the bathroom grout right now. Hmm. It's great grout. He did a really good job. Yeah. I imagined I, it was a man. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm I'm you know, and all that aside, really,
1: it's so funny when you get sick. We all we've all been there. And it's grout or like, Oh my god, this toilet needs to be cleaned so (laughs) So bad bad. (laughs) It's like the worst like why does my toilet look like this? Why is my face on this floor? Or, like, if you have a fever really bad and you're on a cold, um, like, tile floor mm. in the bathroom, it feels she so good. good.
2: <laughs> it did. It was cold. I laid, oh, it felt so good. Well,
0: and, and then I think that's uh, an interesting kind of observation is that when you're taking care of the person who is sick, you instinctively, I'm saying you as I, I presume, and I think each of us here can kind of recognize this in ourselves, you instinctively know what the person needs. You're like, well, uh, they're sweaty, so let's get them a cold compress. Mm-hmm. Why are they lying down on the floor? Let's get them something, at least something to cushion them when they're lying down. They might need a bucket. You, It's hard, much, much harder to recognize that when it's yourself.
1: I think that's when the real Enneagram comes out, mm-hmm. being the Laura Boone in the situation. How are you going to handle this sick person who is really sick on your vacation? <laughs> then we could talk about what we're going to do.
0: <laughs> uh, I go to the gym show without her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> see that's what see, it's a whole different it's a whole different thing. No, but Laura did a great job. She took good care of you. Yes, she did. She immediately
2: got that home nurse or whatever to to come get you a, She called an several IV. people and refused like to hear no. Mm-hmm. She was like, I demand you come out here. We're stuck at a hotel.
1: Well, when you're that sick, the last place you want to go is the doctors. Like, the last place you want to go is the emergency room or the urgent care. Or, I mean, that's.
2: Shout out to yeah. you nurses, man. You guys rock. Absolutely. So, Jesse, you think that the Enneagram and possibly even astrological signs. Play an impact on how we do self-care? Like it's not just our culture and being indoctrinated on how to persevere to be productive and seen as a good person. It could be these other elements.
0: Well, I mean, I was just mainly speaking specifically for you. I think everybody <laughs> to a certain... Everybody is indoctrinated uh, often by the same kind of, I guess, sociological forces uh, where you learn Uh, you know, you are part of a unit, and you learn that uh, before all else, you have to have validation from another person, and I think that that is, you know, quite, I mean, it's like, it's an illusion that's cast kind of over all of us, where, you know, if Laura Boone in that situation she does not, you know. She wants you to take care of yourself. That is her main concern when it comes to you. It's not, mm-hmm. oh, is she being? I, I, what a, I know that Jamie is here puking her guts out, but what are my needs right now? Like nobody's thinking about that. We except
1: for Jesse, the double Leo.
0: <laughs> Listen,
1: I'm sorry, I had to go there. I could not keep that contained, double Leo. Because honestly, Lumineers, if you don't know by now, Jesse's a double Leo.
0: <laughs> Colleen is an Aquarius, and it is showing right now. Aquariuses are notoriously jealous of Leo's. They love them though. What?
2: That is so not true. <laughs> it's not written anywhere.
1: <laughs> okay, Jamie's an Aquarius oh, oh, too. how un-Aquarius. How so un- we're both Aquarius. sitting here and we're so jealous. Uh, how, so un-
0: jealous. Un-Aquari- how un-Aquarius saying that that doesn't describe me.
2: <laughs> hey Lumineers, I want to take a moment now and give a big thank you to Healing the Source for sponsoring our podcast today. Thank you so very much, Julia Cox. She is a Reiki master and intuitive energy healer. Lumineers, you can find her at healingthesource.online. You can also find her on Facebook and Instagram at Source. Julia is a Reiki master trained in several energy healing modalities, such as Reiki, Golden Dragon, Kundalini, Ashati, and several more. Lumineers, if you're sitting there going, what is Reiki? Well, Reiki and energy healing aims to clear, balance, and restore your physical and energetic systems and facilitates the body's natural healing abilities. Julia is also holding a group distance healing session every other Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Zoom, so you can ease into a fresh week, completely uplifted, motivated, and full of light. Now there's a limit on this, so booking is essential, And you can do that at healingthesource.online. Thank you for your continuing support. If you want to be a part of our sponsorship program, send an email to hello at network.com. We could not do this without you. What is the turning point? And maybe share some examples that you've gone through where you have learned that, yep, I need to step up my game and put myself first. And how it's worked for you. And let's see if we can give some of the Lumineers out there some tips on how they too can say, I'm not well. I have to stay at home. I have to do this a different way. Or I can't follow through with my promise or my commitment or that trip that I paid for. You know, because now I have this raging fever. Like, when do you just bow down and take care of number
0: one? Well, I think it's important to cultivate a habit of doing that beforehand. It's when you're well, when you're well, yeah, it
1: starts even before you get sick.
0: I think it does take practice. I mean, that's something that I'm kind of recognizing now as somebody, once again, who just comes from a family of grin and bear it or, you know, it's cheaper is better and uh, save money at all costs. And just really learning that, you know, developing a sense of like, it's okay to take care of yourself. It's okay to create a self-care environment. That's what something that I've been working on. I got my very first scent diffuser thank you jamie butler for kind of showing me (laughs) about about different scents and you know i I just like i plug it in when i get home and i i have my nighttime ritual where i turn on a sound machine i dim the lights and i'm in
1: edible (laughs) (laughs)
0: only on only on weekends No, I turn no. on
1: my sound diffuser. I get my edible on. I get my scents. Colleen
0: is projecting here.
2: <laughs> I pull out my kaleidoscope.
0: But uh, but you know, and I have a, a routine of just you know, kind of decompressing at the end of the day, or you know, also at the beginning of the day. Where, That's great. Yeah, I I take everything. You know, I the, my morning ritual. I close the door. I you know, I take a shower. I apply various body butters and you know. <laughs>
1: Wow. I don't, do I don't do for this that. Episode. I don't do that. I know
0: I use part plus. But um <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Jesse, I'm curious. Uh so I, I love first of all, I love your little self care ritual mm-hmm. at night. That's very sweet. And I respect that. Honestly, mm-hmm. it's nice to have that ritual. I mean, when what did you how does that differ from let's say two years ago? What would you have done two years ago at night?
0: Uh I would have gone to bed. Um maybe with dinner or without dinner. I like, you know in your
1: lap? Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, yeah, exactly. Like I wouldn't say that I looked around at my environment, both like kind of physically or energetically and saying, you know, how could this be better? How could this be more conducive to kind of what my needs right now? And because of that, I don't think I really understood what my needs even were, Mm -hmm. or I maybe misunderstood things as like, I'm, I'm feeling kind of grumpy today. Well, maybe that's because you're tired and it's 2am and you probably should go to bed. I, I, I think when you pay attention to your environment, it's it's a kind of a weird thing you're you're tending to yourself mm-hmm. in a lot of ways.
1: So it sounds like self-care for you involves a lot of ritual.
0: It is. It, yep. Well, and that's and I think that's kind of what I have to tie it to because it's not innate. I didn't learn it in childhood. I had to develop that sense on my own.
2: Mm-hmm. Colleen, do you do ritual? Um I have things
1: that I do more on a weekly basis rather than an everyday basis. I mean, you know, my ritual of making my coffee every every morning, which mm-hmm. I, it is a part of my self-care. I love it. I love the way it smells. I love the way it tastes. I Absolutely. don't ever do it. So that is, that is something. Salt baths, very big deal in my life. Um, you know, changing sometimes instantly when I get through the door to have more comfortable clothes on. Yeah. That's a big one. My husband always gets home and he says, uh, "I'm just going to go put my soft pants on. I'll be right back." Oh, <laughs> I do the same thing. Pants. Soft pants. I do the so- Soft pants. That's a big deal. You know, if you're a lady, get that bra off.
2: <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> it's yes. a really big deal.
1: <laughs> Jesse's laughing, but it's true. Come on, ladies, you know what I'm talking about.
2: <laughs> so these are the like the tiny, tiny things. Yes, but just
1: like getting comfortable. Or proactive. Yeah, getting comfortable in your own body. Another big one for me. This is going to sound so lame, but it's true is vacuuming it makes me feel so much better i have animals so it makes perfect sense yeah i just love vacuuming and having the house just vacuumed yeah it's so fair. those are my really nice lame
0: <laughs> things i do no no i I, but I love
1: them bra off soft pants coffee salt bath
2: vacuum vacuum so,
0: for me it's it's the, the vacuum aspect i don't i don't probably vacuum as much as i should but um cleaning dishes in the sink, no dirty dishes in mm. the sink. Like just the, kind of the yeah, water. I'm fine with those. <laughs> <laughs> the water rinsing off of them and like just seeing and like, you know, and, and just like getting everything clean and then getting kind of the residue out of the sink. It's just, it's very, it's oddly like something that I, you know, three years ago I would have thought of as pretty disgusting. Mm-hmm. It's now very cathartic.
1: So, Jamie, what about you? What are your daily rituals or weekly rituals that you do for self-care?
2: Uh, as soon as I hit the door, I drop everything, soft pants, <laughs> bra off. That's, that's it, number one. And then I organize. Mm. I'm like a, a tiny little game player, like at the price is right. Yeah. I keep remo- you know, putting everything in its place, and then I look at it, and I'm like, all okay, right, that's good.
1: That's that Virgo moon or
2: something. Don't you have Virgo moon? I have no idea. You do. I don't know all or those things Or like somethings by that. heart. <laughs> um, but that brings me peace of mind. Mm-hmm. And then I'm able to feel what I'm going through. And then I can say, oh, yeah. So here are some things I'd like to do. And I'll even announce it or write it down. And then I give myself permission. If I can't get to it, it'll be another day thing. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I don't follow through with it because I need more rest. And I'll go and I'll lay down.
0: I have another good one that I just, I realized that I do for mental self-care, and I've actually been doing this now for a couple years, and it's amazing. I think it's really kind of changed my life. I I was never a journaler when I was little, Hmm. but I kind of, I figured out a way to really kind of be a journaler, and mentally that really kind of, I think, helps with kind of mental organization, which I was always a list maker. I've always made lists, and I had a hundred different lists for different things, and I finally. I um I got a, a notebook and I made a bullet journal and you may see these all over Instagram or or Pinterest uh, and YouTube videos about them. I don't do anything fancy. It's just it but what a bullet journal is is it is a list of things that you need to accomplish every day and then little notes about the day. And I every day I write a page, half a page is the list, half a page are notes and it really kind of helps organize my thoughts and it's in a, a nice kind of leather bound notebook and I see, I can see what I've been avoiding. Uh, do you do
1: this at night?
0: I do it at night. It's okay. part of my nighttime ritual. I wasn't sure if something
1: how you started your day. I do it throughout the day,
0: okay. but I, I really kind of organize it and complete it at night and it has changed my life, I think, for the better. I just, I see things much more clearly. I, I think I, simultaneously I'm living more in the now now. <laughs> but I'm also able to see kind of my past and future even better.
1: That's great. Yeah. I didn't know anything about a bullet journal.
0: Yeah, look it up. Look but up. I, I love it up. because it's
1: less intimidating than actual journaling, feeling like you've got to just fill up
0: oh, well, and that's, pages. And that's the other thing that I had to do is I had to completely remove any kind of uh, like kind of shame about it
1: sure and no expectations
0: nobody else is reading this why do I care if I spell a word wrong yeah it doesn't matter it doesn't you know and like I'm still catching myself like who am I talking to when I'm writing this why am I writing this I may never read it again Mm -hmm. and it's I it's it's a safe space for myself Which it's like,
1: I love it. I I didn't know you did that. I do. Thank you for sharing. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. So, all these small things from bra flinging to bullet lists to. Mm -hmm. It sounds really dramatic. I don't fling my bra, but now I might. (laughs) (laughs) You might find extra joy in it. I'm (laughs) home.
0: Ow, Colleen. She just hit me in the eye with a bra. Oh,
2: my God. I love where your heads go. Oh, it's honestly why you guys are here. (laughs) Because <laughs> I knew you'd be able to contribute to the topic and and just help hash it out you know for luminaires that are listening that have trouble identifying when self care needs to be applied and when you're sacrificing it to achieve somebody else's agenda or goal or expectation of you by um giving us these metaphors mm-hmm. and-, and
1: and that self care can be a small thing it doesn't it can be the soft pants when you get home. it doesn't have to be I have to go on a week retreat to you know the coast
0: I think if you have to do that you're probably not doing it enough at your home anyway I mean like I mean it's nice to do that into Mm -hmm. I I think that is perfectly no hate to people who are going to week-long retreats but if you really need to do that then you know perhaps there's also something that you can check in with yourself what could I be doing on a daily basis to at least make it that kind of daily grind more bearable until I get to that week long retreat.
2: Because it really is about the everyday.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
2: So before we sign off, I've got a few yes and no questions. I was wondering if you guys could answer in honestly. I feel like I'm about to play truth or dare and I'm getting nervous.
0: <laughs> dare. It's your
2: heart. Rate, there's okay. no truth or dare Go just for yes or no. Go for it, Jesse. Jamie. Oh, that's me. Jamie. <laughs> I was looking at Jesse when I said that. <laughs> when you've chosen self-care over a trip. Example before was you had a fever or something went wrong and you couldn't go on a trip. Were the people in that trip ever pissed off at you because you had to stay behind and take care of yourself? Yes or no? No. No. Hmm. Let's say you had a big project due and something happened. Maybe it was a car accident you have a lot of pain and you had to stay at home. If you've had that example, did the boss ever get up on your case or yell at you for not persevering? No.
0: Yes, but I knew well in advance about that, that boss, and that was not a surprise. And I, I did not take it personally. I knew that was all them.
2: That's huge.
0: I mean it was abundantly obvious.
1: I just right after I said no, I was thinking more like in the past like 10 years, but way long ago, I did have a situation where I got very sick, and when I got back to work, my manager did not believe that I was
0: sick. But what did that tell you? Did that tell you that it, there was something wrong with you, or there was something wrong with your? There's
1: something wrong with manager. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. H- hands down. But at the same time, no guilt. Yeah, yeah, I'm in a situation where taking a week off of work without sick or vacation pay was a huge deal, and to think that I did that on purpose was
2: just. But it was just a, a catalyst for me to leave that job. So, did the job continue to go on without you? Yes or no. Yes, it always does. Did the world end? Yes or no? Nope. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I couldn't help it. (laughs) So you survived coming back into your life after choosing yourself first. Yes. Yes. Now I have one more. Have you ever felt embarrassed by choosing yourself care first over something else? Yes. Yes. Were you able to move past that?
0: Yes. Yes.
2: So all these things are quite doable?
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) They're definitely scarier to think about than to do.
2: Yes.
1: (laughs) I think it's really, you know, even going back in time and looking at that job that wasn't a fit for me and having that experience with that manager, it's just all those things are happening to push you in the right direction, when when those kind of yeah. things go into your path, you're just not. It's
2: time to pick a new path. I full heartedly agree with yeah. that. That's so if you're amazing. not supported
1: and you're feeling embarrassed and people aren't believing you that you are sick, or people are getting mad at you because you're sick, it's time maybe to find some new people. It's a sign. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, as Colleen sometimes says, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no.
2: <laughs> yes. i love you guys you try to adhere to it sometimes it's hard thank you so very much for playing along with me for showing up to the mics not knowing what we're going to talk about and just going all in i really appreciate it you're welcome
0: absolutely thank you for
2: having us (laughs) you're welcome And Lumineers, thank you so much for lending us your ears and staying in tune with us. If you have any show ideas or comments, please put your fingers to the keyboard and let us know at network.com. Like and subscribe us. Follow us on Facebook and YouTube. And remember, it's not woo-woo. It's It's true-true. See you,
0: The ideas expressed by guests and channeled guests on The Lighter Side Show podcast are not necessarily Jamie's personal beliefs. Information received from The Lighter Side Show podcast is not to be used as a substitute for medical or psychological advice. For up-to-date info on Jamie, visit jamiebutlermedium.com.
2: And subscribe to The Lighter Side Network, Lumineers. I'll see you there.
0: The Lighter Side Network, where the everyday meets the extraordinary.